You're listening to the Fresh Focus Podcast, where VA dietitian nutritionists are serving up health and wellness information for veterans and their families. In addition to being in clinic, chatting over the phone, or using Video Connect, we are increasing your access with this podcast, sharing bites of information from your dietitians when it's convenient for you. In this series, we want to focus on veterans who may be experiencing chronic pain. When we think of pain, we often feel the inflammation happening within our bodies and the impacts to our mental health. Nutrition and pain is a hot topic in our office. So join us as we talk about certain foods that can protect us and help with pain management by building your own anti-inflammatory plate. Welcome back to another episode of the Fresh Focus Podcast. Continuing our discussion on pain management and inflammation, today we are going to discuss a topic that often gets overlooked in the context of this conversation. And that topic is movement, activity, and exercise, and how all of that relates to pain. Luckily, more and more people are starting to understand the wealth of benefits that comes from good movement, but we often still run into people that simply only think about activity and exercise in terms of physical fitness and appearance. And although those results are part of the puzzle, it's really only scratching the surface of what good movement can do and continue to do for us across the lifespan. The human body is absolutely meant to move. Many systems and processes within the body are hindered whenever we become sedentary and don't get the adequate activity that we need. And if this continues over time, those negative effects begin to compound and cause more issues. Think about it like a rusting vehicle. After years and years of sitting, rust is going to spread and what were once moving parts are going to dry up and become immobile, pre-existing problems are going to worsen, and it's going to be harder and harder to get that vehicle moving. And even though the body was designed to move, if you've been in pain for a long time, sometimes you may feel like you can't move and that you are almost trapped by the pain. When someone is dealing with inflammation and chronic pain, it can make it so much harder to find the motivation to want to be active or participate in certain activities. Also, the brain maps sources of the pain throughout the body. Over time, this map can spread, which can translate to pain radiation and migration to other parts of the body that aren't even injured. Remember that any discussion about health should be a discussion about functional independence and freedom, so we have to identify ways to overcome our barriers and reduce our pain so that we can continue to live the life that we want to live. Exercise can be an effective treatment for chronic pain. It can help decrease inflammation increase mobility, improve joint health, slow arthritis progression, as well as decrease overall pain levels, and that's just the short list. There is a wealth of good information on this topic, and we are learning more and more as we go, but for the sake of time, I'm only going to focus on a few main points that will help you to start thinking about what good movement can do for the body. Now let's dig into these topics like a massage therapist digs into knots and adhesions, which, for the record, is also a good idea for helping reduce pain. The first thing we'll discuss is the pain gate theory. Now, the pain gate theory was discussed a little bit in episode 41, but it's worth revisiting in the context of movement. We have two sets of nerves that go to the brain from the body. The small nerves are where pain travels. The large nerves are what we use for movement like walking, running, or even shaking your hand. In many ways, we are still wired for survival in the most primal sense. And luckily, we can use this to our advantage. When in danger, the body is going to prioritize getting to safety more than the pain from any injury you may have. We can use exercise to replicate this response. When we're doing that proverbial running from a tiger, so to speak, 
the body will prioritize the signal that allows you to run to safety and will gate out the pain signal. Therefore, exercise can help you to reduce the perception of pain because your mind is focused on the movement you are doing. The next thing to discuss is pain tolerance. Exercise also functions to increase our tolerance or threshold for pain. Feeling pain is an important part of our body's defense system. It helps to keep us safe by activating the appropriate reflexes when they're needed, as well as keeping injured body parts safe until they fully heal by producing pain when we try to do too much. But sometimes the system gets hyper-reactive and overwhelmed, and we have to retrain that response. Exercise itself is a stressor, but it's what we would call a positive stressor, and it basically tells the brain that movement and some discomfort is okay, and that we don't need to overreact with a full pain response. The way our brains perceive information and stimuli from the outside world is important, and it's great to know that we can retrain certain responses, such as pain, that may not always be in our best interest. It's important to note that pain tolerance varies from person to person. Two people with the same injuries will perceive them very differently. That all has to do with the complex interconnections within our central nervous systems, as well as various other things. But regardless of our starting point, we can still use exercise to calm the brain and what it might potentially perceive as a threat. From what we know so far, cardiovascular activity and mobility exercise, such as yoga and tai chi, seem to have the greatest effects. But any exercise you enjoy doing will be a great start and will provide a multitude of benefits. Now keep in mind you should start any activity and exercise routine with the mindset of safe, slow, and easy. Pace yourself, but don't worry, you will be able to progress as you go. Because your internal alarm system is hypersensitive, doing too much too quickly can be a recipe for disaster. But even if you do have a flare-up of pain and inflammation, it's important to remember that it is just your nervous system trying to protect you, and it's not always necessarily an indication that you've injured anything. Be safe and be mindful and listen to your body, but don't let it set you back or discourage you. And don't be afraid to seek medical advice during the process if you have any questions or concerns. You can also use imagery to help ease your nervous system prior to doing the movement. This basically just means that you can imagine and go through the steps needed for the movement in your head prior to actually completing the movement. Consider it mental practice. It helps to prime and prepare the brain for movement, which can help to make the process a little bit easier. Here are a few other quick points to keep in mind when it comes to movement and pain. Activity and exercise can help you to lose weight, which can lower inflammation, stress hormone release, as well as pain. Exercise helps to balance neurotransmitters in the brain, as well as increase the production of those feel-good chemicals, such as those endorphins we're always hearing about. When we are active, we release growth factors for various tissues, such as muscle, nerves, neurons, blood vessels, etc. These factors are not only important for growth, but also for recovery and repair. There is also a positive effect that happens when the body heats up from exercise. One of which is that this increase in temperature can promote relaxation and reduced muscle tension. We also get similar effects from things such as saunas and hot tubs, or even hot baths. Heat shock proteins can also be noted here. More heat shock proteins are released in response to high temperatures, and these compounds can decrease inflammation, oxidative damage, muscle loss, and increase immunity as well as many other benefits. Now keep in mind, if you plan to use any type of heat therapy, you'll want to approach it just as you would exercise. Start slow and easy, and it might be a good idea to consult your doctor before hopping in. Next, we have some great information provided by Ethan Blumhorst. Ethan is a recreational therapist with Whole Health here within the VA. He teaches exercise classes such as Tai Chi and yoga and works with our veterans to help them ease their pain. 
Yeah, I just wanted to start off by saying, you know, 80% of adults feel chronic pain over their life. And as a former paratrooper, and I feel along with just life movement and getting older myself, you get to that age where you can't lay around watching the telly in your free time and expect to maintain your health. And it can suck with pain to do things, but it's about finding that new norm and the pain will subside with movement. You know, some compared to doing nothing and just continuing to spiral. And it can be hard to move when you're hurt, I know, which can lead to inactivity for weeks, months, or years on end. But while stopping activities understandably seems like the right thing to do, lack of movement actually makes, you know, your muscles stiffer or sensitizes your brain to pain and makes it harder to recover. And that pain can lead us to creating our suffering. But, you know, you're able to stymie this, and there's a technique that is very important to incorporate, which is called pacing. And pacing is the gradual return of functioning, you know, one step at a time. I'm sure we've all heard of the, the thousand-mile journey begins with one step, just as you would gradually work your way up to running a marathon or triathlon, tough mutter, so on, so forth. You know, pacing for pain similarly involves that slow, gentle increase in activity. And you can pace for any activity, anywhere from activities of daily living, like grocery shopping, favorite hobbies like hiking, cycling, I don't know, dancing, or soccer. Research shows that this technique can lead to improved functioning, less fatigue, importantly, a lot less pain over time. Pacing not only strengthens your body, but it also changes your brain. And this occurs from the phenomenon known as neuroplasticity, which is the ability of our brains to form new neural connections over time. And anytime we talk about effectively treating chronic pain, we always want to talk about, you know, brain rewiring. Our brain is our computer. And neuroplasticity is the reason humans are able to learn or improve skills we practice, you know, change our thought patterns and behaviors, and adjust to new environments or recover from accidents, trauma, and pain. Our brains are capable of neurogenesis, which is the ability to create new cells. And I've seen research about uh, simple exercises like moderate walking a few times a week for 20 or 30 minutes, coupled with cool activities like creating music or creative writing can help with it also. Pacing's not the same as pushing through the pain or the concept of, you know, no pain, no gain. You don't have to be Hans and Franz from SNL. Instead, pacing is a method of gradually exposing yourself to activity that requires finding a safe, comfortable starting point and where to incorporate taking breaks and the stretch and rest. And it's, you know, all about time, effort, and persistence. Starting out right, talking with subject matter experts and putting in the appropriate time and effort or load, heart rate, so on. So you're not overdoing, but also doing something and persisting over time, maintaining that movement or exercise, not lagging behind. And wise effort's always something I've always pushed. You don't want to have sharpshooting pains or grimacing because I always like to say, you know, grimace works for McDonald's, which isn't our best companion for overall health if he's a part of your inner circle. You know, one of the things I love so much is aquatic therapy. And that's, you know, with that, when the body is submerged to the chest at least, 80% of your body's weight is reduced from the equation, which is phenomenal. So... For people with chronic pain, this allows us to retrain muscles and joints in a soothing setting where the body can heal faster and, more importantly, exercise easier. And, you know, a lot of places have heated pools. I know, you know, the warmth works directly on the skin as a pain reliever. And 
talking about sauna stuff like that too you know or just exercise and warming up the body but it's doing it nice and comforting way pressure of the water also offers the resistance that makes exercises sufficiently challenging and at the same time that reduced weight also makes it easier to focus on the strength and mobility retraining in the necessary areas discomfort along our back spine and neck are the three most distressing forms of chronic pain i believe and you know back pain usually results from stress along our vertebrae or you know surrounding nerves and the majority of adults are going to experience that back pain over time, you know, just due to age, an injury, or stress. We hold a lot of our stress in our back. Neck pain is also from upper back or stress in lower neck and affects over half the population. Aquatic therapy is one of the most effective ways to treat pain along the back, spine, and neck. A lot of people also might, you know, suffer from loss of mobility due to that chronic pain. In different areas and water reduces the stress of the body weight and then like I said offers that resistance to make that gradual strength training go it's especially beneficial to anyone who suffers from back pain or disc issues but there is a myriad of different things it'll help with for chronic pain or different ailments and such i think it's you know because the viscosity of the water it provides that continuous resistance to us in a way that land exercises can't when you walk in water, you do 10 times the work you do on land. And it also encourages that wide range of motion. It's vital for people that want to improve that function and confidence. It's great for anybody who's had that compromise from mobility issues. I worked a lot with spinal cord injury folks with St. Louis in my internship and actually got hit a huge in a scuba and it helped me immensely. And just watching all those veterans just in the water and getting back, it was glorious. Spinal cord injury folks, they get an increase in feeling and mobility. I know, too, that it affects serotonin, which helps with your mood. It's great for you physically and mentally. You can have that atrophy from not working off of those injuries or just good old age creeping up on us. Underwater exercises are also a great way to help achieve a new outlook and potentially extend our life with all these different exercises. There's a lot of classes or programming we're doing at the VA now, which is great to see the help with chronic pain for exercise and uh, Tai Chi, Yoga, Qigong, or some of those. And it's great that we're finally, you know, getting all these Eastern culture philosophies and exercises to the Western culture because the benefits are phenomenal. I think we're like 37th and life expectancy. All these others can live longer and doing something like this is great, especially for people with chronic pain. Uh, any age or so it's got that mind body connection that somatic connection that's important and it's phenomenal for you physically and psychologically um, but we focus more on the you know the low impact slow motion and that breath control and you know mindfulness is a huge thing that's really made its way and you know it's the ten dollar word is being present in the present but a lot more too and i always kind of think of tai chi and yoga as mindful movements you just do a fluid series of motions where it's yeah, mind body spirit connection you say with the chi or energy whatever you want to think of it but uh, i like to also say too you know the brain body breath connection we have being able to focus your attention on you know, all these different movements you're doing and that breath connecting you is the best anchor we have to the present moment and just flowing with those movements and just redirecting that energy back and forth and it's graceful and you know it can make something ordinary extraordinary and i was kind of you know like a naysayer first but i started doing it. and you know if you 
go to something thinking negative or something's going to be stupid. It's going to probably be stupid or negative for you. But if you kind of, if you always come with an open mind and try something out, you're like, Hey, it works. It's, you know, this has been going on for millennia. We see all this benefits of the research, but proves our balance, coordination, you can help with flexibility, even muscle strength and stamina. But the middle side of it too, it relieves stress, lowers blood pressure, pulse, helps with our body awareness. And it's awesome too, to do in a group setting, just being with everyone kind of flowing. Um, but also, you know, it can help with isolation and stuff we get used to, especially veterans. It can be anywhere from, you know, gentle to vigorous, depending on what style you practice. I would definitely give it a try. And, you know, just once again, you know, time, effort, persistence, the more you do it, the better it is. I get to teach it, but do it myself too, at least a couple times a week, along with the yoga and some strength training. There's little things like that, taking those steps and seeing what fits and what doesn't, just trying something instead of nothing. Because if you do nothing, nothing's going to happen good. It's just going to continue to spiral down. And to hit on yoga now a little bit too, one of those other great programs. Yoga is a mind-body exercise that, once again, practices the brain, breath, body connection, and can have some meditative aspects connected to movements that stretch and strengthen our muscles. And there's various types of yoga as well. Um, we do a lot of hatha yoga, which is one of the main ones. And you can do anywhere. It's You're doing these different movements for different things. You can do like a total body workout or, you know, focus on back, shoulders, things like that. But... It's just being able to have those connections, doing it for, you know, anywhere from like three to five breaths per movement or holding it for three to five minutes. You have like vinyasa flow, just jumping from one movement to another, flowing in, but it can be harder for some of our older veterans or people with the chronic pain. So what we like to do, the yin yoga is just that nice, slow movement and just really holding instead of like the three to five breaths, you're holding for three to five minutes. And that's where also you start to get in more of that deep fashion tendons to release some of that stress and open up, uh, give us a little more of that flexibility. Helps you get mobility, function, psychological well-being, boost mood. The brain can kind of reset itself, especially folks with anxiety disorder, stuff like that, that fight, flight, freeze response, and just being able to get the automatic nervous system to relax again. You start getting that good blood flow. We mix it up pretty good, and I can see the benefits once again. Time, effort, persistence. The more you do it, the better you are. We kind of start off with a beginning meditation and the end, and then just do those different moves depending on what we're trying to have the goals and outcomes be for that session. Yoga means to yoke or union, and it's that mind-body connection. Those movements, you know, they call them asanas or another way to say postures. You just kind of throw in those various ones while you're breathing and then continue to stretch further, uh, which is important. You can always push the wise effort, just feeling how your body is today. It might be different than this morning or even the afternoon whenever you're doing this stuff. You know, just know those imbalances and that once again live in the present. As you can tell from this episode, as well as the rest of this series, there is much we can do to help limit pain and inflammation within the body, just with our lifestyle choices. So if you are dealing with pain, be sure to listen to all these episodes in this series and start taking the necessary steps to reduce your pain and reclaim your life and your brain. If you enjoy this content, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. And thank you for joining us today for another episode of Fresh Focus.